Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 945. I think it's part of how I'm wired, but I know not everyone is, but never give up. Just never give up on whether, whether it's your dream or you feel like it's out of reach, that idea you have, keep pursuing it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's a very special guest, Lynn Heiner. Hey, Lynn, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am, and I like it fast. All right, cool. We're in the right place then. Lynn Heiner is an automotive artist who describes her paintings as abstract expressionists in acrylic on canvas and paper. She lives in San Clemente, California with her family, working from her studio that overlooks a park and the Pacific Ocean. Ah, I remember that. I grew up in Southern California. (laughs) While she paints a variety of subject matters, it is her automotive work that brings Lynn to Cars Yeah. Her expressive application and playful use of color and layers, sometimes using a knife to lay down the paint, results in conflict inviting the viewers to look deeper and deeper into her pieces. Her automobiles draw you in to explore the shape, color, and emotion of the subject matter, whether they be a Cobra, a Porsche, a Mustang, or a Lamborghini. Whatever you see in her art, be assured that it is an emotional impression through Lynn's eyes. And I'll tell people that I had the lucky experience of meeting you, Lynn, at the SEMA show. I got to see her artwork in person. It's really different, really unique, really beautiful. We'll make sure we put links on the show notes page so you can go to her website and see what I'm talking about. So, Lynn, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share maybe a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for painting and automobiles? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's it's a lifelong passion. I started out as very young as a creative, would find myself daydreaming and creating, uh, whether it was crayons on paper when I was four or five years old, or uh, pen and, and paper. And then eventually I went, I moved my way over to painting and the cars, that was, that's a lifelong love. My dad used to race Porsches when I was a kid. And so I basically have had that bug in my bonnet forever. <laughs> awesome. Well, like I said, I got to meet Lynn at the SEMA show this past year, last year, now that we're into the new year. And I loved her work because it was just so different. It was really unique. And I love the fact that if you got real close, you didn't even really know what you were looking at. Sometimes you had to kind of stand back, like looking at a Monet. And uh, I just love the way all the (laughs) colors come together. So as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's something that has some meaning to you, and it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Lynn, take the wheel. Well, for me, the inspiration really does come from the the love of the the shape of the car. Although I don't want to follow it to the letter, I, I could if I needed to, but I don't want to. I want it to be the expression of movement and feeling, not of of exact replication and that's with anything I do it's I want the feeling to come forward less than or more than the actual exact replication of, of whatever I'm doing whether it's flowers or the sea or a car 
Yeah, that's what I noticed about your artwork. And I will tell the listeners that you do a lot of cars, and that's why you're here. But you also do other things like you just mentioned, right? Yes, yes. Actually, the cars is a very new series for me. I My career started, well, I went to school for art let's say 150 years ago. And <laughs> when <laughs> and when I went to school, I thought I would become a representational artist or and, and build into that a, a love for interior design. And when I left school, I, I left and did a few other jobs. It wasn't until about four or five years ago that I started tapping back into that as a creative myself again. And that's, that's, where I had to explore everything I wanted to see and feel and put down on canvas. And it started off with, actually it started off with coastal scenes, really. Uh, but that quickly went into an expressive conversation I was having after an accident I had. When we go through difficult life experiences, how do we deal with them? And for me, that was this, I call it Beauty from Ashes series mm. that I have. And it's really the dichotomy of lights and darks, contrasting colors, the edginess of the knife. That's where the palette knives really came into effect for me. It was able to keep it loose. The conversation wouldn't be so detailed with my viewer. And that's been really where most of my success has been. The cars was after somebody who saw my work, loved my work, wanted me to do their car for their office. And so that's what I did. Oh, how cool. Well, what's interesting to me is that you haven't been painting like this for very long. And usually artists start with more realism. And then as they progress in their life and their career and their talents, they get more and more abstract because they feel more free and more loose and all of that. The fact that you've moved into that so fast, I find really fascinating and very cool. Well, let's go back in time. Now, you were lucky enough to grow up with a dad who raised Porsches. I'm a bit jealous because my listeners know I love <laughs> Porsches. That would be cool to have a dad that does that. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car gal? I don't know that there was ever a time I wasn't a car gal. I would sit next to my dad in, in the passenger seat of his car, and I would hear the rev of the engine, and I would understand when I needed to shift down into second, go into third, fourth, whatever that looked like. I sensed the power of this vehicle. So even... I think it was my contemporaries in my high school days, you know, they were all into muscle cars, but I still enjoyed a good performance car and I could drive down the freeway and tell you what every car was on the road. <laughs> made your dad proud. That's for sure. I'm sure it made, his, <laughs> made him grin and smile. Ah, oh, that sounds yeah. like fun. Well, how cool is that? Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure. You've chosen artwork, and making a living being an artist is fraught with ups and downs. It's challenging, but I've had hundreds of guests on the show who figured out ways to do it. So take us to a point in time when you met up with one of these challenges and walk us through it and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you moved forward. This one was difficult for me. First of all, it's what brought me back to art after a, nearly a 20-year hiatus. I was teaching art after... My kids were getting a little older, and it was something I could do in my art studio since it wasn't being used for much else. And I had my kids down at the beach one day, and I had ended up picking up a rock, many rocks. We did rock hunting mm -hmm. regularly. And one of those pieces of what I thought was amber ended up being a piece of white phosphorus. Mm. 
And that white phosphorus ignited in my pocket and a couple hours later and, um, and sent me to the hospital with second and third degree burns. Oh my gosh. Which, yeah, which was pretty harrowing. It happened in our home. We had just gotten home and my husband and I were sitting at the counter trying to decide who was going to pick up the sitter for our date night that night. This is literally just one of those moments where you're having everything's normal and and then everything's not. Nothing is normal. It all fell apart in that moment. And the chaos that ensued both in, in the present and in the future was mind boggling. We got to the hospital. I, they had me wrapped up and I thought everything was fine. And all of a sudden the surgeon's walking into my room and she's telling me that they can't do surgeries on Sunday. So they're going to have to do, uh, we'll have to be here for the next 10 days while they do these major grafting surgeries on my leg and my hand. Oh my gosh. That's, in- that's incredible. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. Phosphorus. Yeah, it was wow. phosphorus. It was white phosphorus. And so, so the difficulty was here. Here you think you're you're heading down this particular road. Let's use our racing yes. <laughs> analogy. Uh-huh. You're heading down the road in the straightaway, and and you think it's a clear road, but all of a sudden there's something in the road that blows out your tire, right. and now you're spinning. Uh. And so you're spinning completely out of control in a moment's notice. There's no there's no way to prepare for that no. except for. In our case, you know, my husband and I were Christians, so we started praying about it. I Really, we had no idea what was coming. But within three days after my first surgery, uh, three days later, I was having my second surgery. And in between those two times, the news outlets got wind of the story, and it became this national news crazy town. Oh. And for the next... 48 hours, we were in the spotlight under scrutiny, everything that I did not want. (laughs) Oh, no, not when you're going Uh, through a very personal uh, traumatic uh, situation. But so the news media has got a hold of this. How did that happen? All I can think of, it was it was probably part of the sheriff's blotter, Mm. maybe. I don't know. But on both my husband and my cell phone, we suddenly had voicemails from every major news outlet across the country, the AP, NBC, ABC, everything were, they were looking to interview us Mm. for this, this story. And, and all we wanted to do was, I just wanted to recover from my, my final grafting surgery. And it was weird. That is, (laughs) wow. Uh, Well, oh my gosh. Well, I, I appreciate you sharing a really personal time in your life and a traumatic time for sure. Wow, where do you start here? I think the the biggest question I have for you is what is a I'm sure there's many takeaways from this. One is don't ever pick up phosphorus <laughs> if you even know what it looks like when you pick it up to start with. I mean, that's a that's a pretty rock. I think I'll pick that up and put it in my pocket, but what's a what's a good takeaway for listeners out there that might be going through a traumatic time in their life? Cuz I've had a lot of guests on the show who've been through accidents, serious racing accidents where they've had multiple surgeries, all these different things happen to them, cancer, all this stuff. What's a good mm-hmm. takeaway you could share with how or what helped you get through that? I know you said prayer. That's a big part of it to help you uh, calm down and get and get through something like this. Family, of course, is a big piece of it. But what could you share? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, it wasn't just the 10 days we were in the hospital. My surgeries, I had probably four minor surgeries that followed that over the course of the next year and weekly therapy uh, to regain use of my hand. and. 
I guess my biggest takeaway is, first of all, that conversation I think I alluded to in the intro, the Beauty from Ashes series, when I felt God was calling me back to creating, which really, as an adult who's done an entirely different career path, seemed completely foreign to me. I was a trade show manager. I had done business. I had I'd had success with that. And quite, quite frankly, I had been a mom for the last 15 years. Right. So those were really not, I wasn't ready to go swinging back into business. But about a year and a half after the accident, that was the conversation I felt God was calling me back to. And I think I think once you realize you're you are alive and you're going to be okay after something like that, mm-hmm. all that joy that you feel, you literally can now harness it and pour it into whatever it is is your calling, mm-hmm. whatever it is you are passionate about. And for me, you had mentioned this idea that I had moved quickly from representational work to abstracted work. It was because I was literally pouring out the conversation before God and saying, this is a lot. This was a lot to deal with. This was a lot to experience. And I needed to have the full conversation. And it came piece by piece as I worked through that series. Wow. Wow. What a powerful story. That's absolutely fantastic that you came out of a very, very bad situation into something very, very good and positive. And I think a lot of that is probably akin to your personality and your attitude about life and where things should go in life and so forth. So very, very inspiring. I thank you for sharing that with us. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum now. I'd love for you to share what I call a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when the light kind of shines. You kind of alluded to one right there in a way. You may have already answered the question, but is there is there an aha moment in your career path that really stands out you'd like to share? Well, honestly, <laughs> In this particular career path, this is obviously not my first one in my years of of working and and living. I feel like coming back to this series of cars, it's a culmination of everything I love. Mm. First of all, I, I love cars. It's easy for me to want to produce something that I already find beautiful. Yes. So cars are just so beautifully done, especially a great performance vehicle. So for me, having grown up with cars and as a creative, but then I worked for performance racing industry for almost a decade, Mm -hmm. which kept my eye on the business of racing and performance. And so there's this tie-in for both business and creating for me that came to a head when I started doing this car series. Obviously, I learned a lot about marketing and business when I worked for the publishing company, PRI. Mm -hmm. But then to now have a career as an artist and now also producing cars, it's like everything kind of snowballed into this one beautiful package. I love. And so is that the aha? I don't know, but it certainly what started off as just being an isolated commission now has turned into a a 10 piece series that is spinning off into other things. I've just gotten a a six foot commission off of that series. And and so I'm, yeah, it's exciting. Oh, it's very exciting. I can hear it in your voice and I'm I'm grinning ear to ear here because it is so spectacular the way all these things from your past has come together to create this current. And it really is the secret sauce to life, doing what you love, being rewarded Mm -hmm. uh, through obviously monetization, but also just the joy of producing and creating and making people happy, which leads me to my next question. And that is, 
A proudest career moment. I would assume you've had many. You mentioned you've been in business for 150 years, so you've probably had a few. <laughs> so uh, what is one you'd like to share with us? Actually, it, maybe it sounds a little cliche. When I did SEMA this last year, it, it was quite an experience for me. Again, it's like coming home. Uh, having been at PRI all those years ago, uh, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. And during the years I was their show manager, we would ha- exhibit at SEMA. Yeah. And of course, the show was much smaller back then. But now to actually be there as an artist in their art section, their art walk, having been selected as one of their artists, I mean, they only have 10 in that area. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I felt a little proud. I hate to use that word, but I, it was an honor and I was humbled by it. It was it was a big deal. I I was standing shoulder to shoulder meeting Ed Tilrock and Tom Fritz and some legends in the automotive art world. I felt honored to be there. Yeah, well, it was very cool to run into you there. Many of the people in that art walk, I think almost half of them have been guests here on Cars, yeah. So that's pretty neat. And that's mm-hmm. why I was so excited to see something new there when I walked through at SEMA and to meet you. It was so, so spectacular. So, yeah, you should be proud indeed. Well, let's have a little bit of fun here and go back in time and talk about <laughs> your first. I know we're already having fun. So what am I saying? But let's talk about your first really special car. That first car that you got might be your first car, but maybe it was another car down the road. But one that has meaning for you and maybe share a memory you have about that Oh, that's terrible. I've been very practical my my whole car what? buying life. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I will say it was, oh, my husband's probably going to listen to this, but when he first bought his Porsche, mm-hmm. he had had it being worked on and the guy brought it back to our house. It's an older Porsche. It's one that needed a little bit of work, a little bit of love. Yeah. So when he brought it back, he didn't put it in the garage and I hadn't been behind the wheel of a Porsche since I was very young, probably in my very early 20s. <laughs> so, so I had to move the car back into the garage, and I did that via, you know, five miles down the freeway. And you took the up, long uh, way to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, opened it wide and, and just had a little bit of fun. And, of course, I disclosed that to my husband later when he's, I told him, oh, yeah, the guy has been moving into the garage. I, I, I had to do it for them. Yeah, yeah. It's working fine, honey. He really did a great job. It really, yeah, it's, it's, it's running beautifully. I, I, can, I can testify to that. How fun is that? Oh, that's really, really cool. Well, and what year is that car and what model is it? It is a 2002 Porsche 911, 911 Carrera. Carrera. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful car. Nice. I'm, I'm a happy passenger and occasional driver of it. There you go. Uh, uh, well, my listeners know I'm a huge 911 fan. I've had many over the years have one today, so I love those cars. They're great. Well, oh, yeah. is there a seller's remorse story in your life? No, there's never, there's not been a seller's remorse for me. I, you, like I said, my cars t- typically are practical, right? I, the business side of me always says, make sure you can get to and from work. And so when a car is at the, I usually burn a car down into the ground by the time it's ready to go. And so when it's, it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Well, <laughs> smart lady for sure. Well, let's talk about today and the new year. We're into the new year here. Happy New Year to all the Cars Yow listeners. 2018, boy, 2017 sure went by fast. That's frightening. What are you working on today that has you excited and fired up for the new year? 
Well, I have been in recent contact with a few of the Concorde de Elegance promoters, and we'll see what that brings. There's a few of them out there that I am, I've got my eye on, and so that might be my next venture with this. With my other series, I am looking at a few shows that are local in the Southern California area. So it's, I'm always keeping my eyes open and moving forward. Nice, nice. You think we might see it during Car Week, maybe, uh, in August, up in Monterey, Pebble Beach? That's my goal. Got a bug in the ear of the promoters up there. Nice. But really, they're, it's a it's a hard event to get into. Yes. And so I know this is my first year trying. And yeah. if I don't make it this year, I will try again next year. Well, there you go. Yeah, the AFAS has some absolutely spectacular artists. Many, many of them have been guests here on this show. Uh, definitely a lot of competition, some great people, but I have all the faith in the world in you, Lynn. Well, here's a very, you. you're welcome. Here's a very introspective question for you. If Lynn was a vehicle, a car, what would she be and why? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. How can I not say, <laughs> how can I not say a 1969 Porsche 911? Oh, I mean, nice. that, that would be my car. I yeah. would be probably green. And I would be zipping down the road as fast as I possibly can. Of course. Well, very, very cool. 69, let's see, first year they expanded the to the longer wheelbase of those 911s. And uh, I love that whole era of the long hood, as they call them, the log hood 911s. So uh, very, very nicely put. Well, Lynn, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom-patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered, commercial-grade material, and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Dot com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. 
All right, Lynn, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? All right, I'm ready. Here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Never have your gas tank lower than a quarter tank. (laughs) Yes, that is great advice, (laughs) especially for an older car, for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? Well, my dad would say I have chutzpah. (laughs) I got to have chutzpah. I got to have that grit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that gets you through for sure. Now, how about a resource? There's a lot of great resources these days, but is there one that you could share with our listeners that you enjoy? So I would say, personally, my my go-to is my Bible. Ah. Gotta have it. It's a daily. Professionally, though, I would say it's going to be Instagram. That's where I spend a truckload of my time. I do a lot of connecting with my audience there. Yeah, it's a great resource. I've got an Instagram as well, Cars yeah, Podcast. But what is your Instagram name? It's Lynn Heiner Art. It's really simple. Very easy. Lynn Heiner, H-I-N-E-R, Art. I'll make sure I put a link to that on Lynn's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Now, Lynn, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? That's a hard one for me. I have a lot of racers that I admired over the years, but so many of them I met when I was working for performance racing. Mm, Yes. I, I would probably have, again, two. One would be Porsche himself, the man who created ah, Ferdinand the, Porsche the lineage. Yeah, yes, because to read his story, it, it is a it's a success fail success story, and I'm always so excited when I see that because it's never a straight line in business, mm-hmm. no matter what your business is. Right. And and of course, I think I'd also pick uh, Mr. Ford, Henry Ford, because of his ingenuity, not only in the car, but in facilitating the the making of the car. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Wouldn't it be interesting to sit at a table with both those guys at the same time? Wow. Seriously, right? <laughs> I mean, pretty incredible listening uh, experience for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Very cool. Well, how about a book? Now, I know you mentioned the Bible, so I'll make sure I put that in your book references on your show notes page on the CarShare <laughs> website. But is there another book you might share with us? Well, one of them that I, I yield to a lot as far as business goes uh, in the art world is Art, Money, Success by Maria Brophy. She's actually now a friend because I have the privilege of living in town with her and we've our circles have crossed a couple of times. But her book was so helpful for me in getting out of my own way as far as business choices. Um, and I think it's universal. I don't think it's just an art. But it it helped me to look beyond what is the norm, what is, you know, what every other artist is told they're supposed to do when they're at school. Right. Yeah. Great. great. Yeah. Great resource. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources. Lynn has been so kind to share on her Cars Yeah show notes page, including the book. There's a great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books. Under the resources tab on the homepage, go there. All my past, gosh, 945 now guests here on Cars Yeah have offered book suggestions there, and I've made it really easy for you to just click and go buy. So check it out. All right, Lynn, we are up to the fun one, the doozy question, as I like to call it. And today I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world, something to park in your garage and go drive. Enjoy. It's yours. Money is no object today, so don't worry about that. What's it going to be and why? How do you pick this? There's so many great cars. I know. Well, you know, I tell people this. It's what you're feeling like today because I'd be hard for me to pick just one, too. 
you know, I'm thinking one second, oh, well, I want all four of my, my family to be able to get in the car with me. So then it's going to be something like a Panamera, which again, it comes back to Porsche. But if it's a, it's, it's my one personal car, I would keep coming back to, uh, probably a Porsche 911, uh, a 996, an earlier model, something that's got some grit to it, simply designed, but it's fast. It's ready to go. And it is meant to be driven fast. Maybe what we do here is, because we'll leave the family car to the other car in the garage, is how about like a, <laughs> you mentioned fast and you mentioned 911. How about like a GT3 or a GT2? Well, of course, the GT3 is the one that I did the really big painting of. I mean, okay. that would, it's, it's probably because I haven't driven one personally. It's hard for me to pick it. But yeah, I would be behind that 100%. What color? <laughs> what color would you like me to find for you today? Oh, could it be just that sort of coppery silver tone? It's not silver. It's not a hard silver. It's just, there's a little bit of gold to the paint. There's a little fluff to it. Yeah. So pretty. Well, you do any color you want, so it doesn't matter. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, that would be the one I'd pick. Okay, I'll get to work on that. Lynn, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Yell listeners and with me. Is there a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you rip off down the coast highway there in California in that Porsche GT3? I absolutely do. You know, there's, I think it's part of how I'm wired, but I know not everyone is, but never give up. Just never give up on whether, whether it's your dream or you feel like it's out of reach, that idea you have, keep pursuing it. You don't know when it's going to happen. For me, it happened, like I said, 150 years after I was out of school. <laughs> but it's it's there. It's a timing issue. For me, it happened later. Some people, it might happen sooner. But I am enjoying it immensely. And I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to, to pursue this dream again. Ah, Very nicely said. And what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with what you're doing and learn more about your art and Hopefully, uh, visit you and commission a piece or buy a piece. Well, that would be through my website, and that is lynnheiner.com, L-Y-N-H-I-N-E-R. It's super easy, but the other way you can get a hold of me is on Instagram. Those both have ways to private message me. Awesome. Great. I would love it. There you go. Well, listeners, again, I encourage you to check out Lynn's artwork. Take a look at what she's doing. It's very different. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I love it. I'm so fortunate that we ran into each other at SEMA, and I got you on the show here. I appreciate that. And I want to thank you for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until you and I talk again, Lynn, I'll see you down the road. Bye, Mark. It was a pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! 
Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!